Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Path to Partner podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by my co-host, as always, Gnarly Nate. How you doing this week, Nate? I am fantastic. How are you doing, Kyle? I am doing very well. This is uh, this was, we were gonna do our first YouTube tonight, but we decided we we're gonna push it awake to work on perfecting some things for backgrounds and all that stuff. But this is gonna be a really exciting episode, in my opinion, because we have a lot of news, a lot more than I think we intended to. Like we, I came with like two or three, and then you came with two or three news ideas. We've got a lot to discuss. Do you want to start us off here with the most exciting, I think, which is badges? Want to talk about it, Nate? Oh, yeah. So Twitch tweeted out um, a little little, a little earlier this week, uh, or last week for you guys. Um, there's now founder badges added in. So I think that affiliates get five founder badges. So your first five or ten subs um, have a little first next to it so you can see who your first subs are. And then partners have 25, I do believe, as well, too. So it's really it's actually really interesting how they kind of implement it in. So it kind of gets, you know, you're you see all these founders in chat being like, oh, I was one of the first to watch this person before they grew. It's a really exciting thing to have in it. Total aside, did you see one of my first founders? Who did you see Gaien in there with his founder? Oh badge? yeah, I did. <laughs> but that it's crazy because I didn't know. Uh, I had a guy named Johnny who is one of mine, and I didn't even know because I streamed like when I got I was like affiliate right out of the gate because I used to stream before I I started back up about two years ago, and mm-hmm. it's just like he's like, whoa, I'm the first. And then we look to see how long he's been following. He's been following me for almost five years now because wow. I started, then quit for a while, and then came back. So it's it's really interesting to see how everything plays out. That really, I, it's it's so fun. Like he was one that really struck me. Sorry guys, that's an inside meme from our channel, but uh, uh but but it's it's just it's really interesting to see who they are. And I've seen I think about three of my founders come through. But I will say, well, I guess let's take this back one step. If you have not seen it, it is, like Nate said, it is this uh, purplish pink. It's a gradient sort of badge. It says first. And like Nate said, it will appear for people that subscribe to you. In it's the first 10 subs for affiliates and the first 25 subs for partners. So again, you know, these are people that have been there, well, in the early days. My one critique of this, and I, I don't even know if this is a fair critique, I would like as a streamer to have a little bit more control over who appears the founder. And reason being, and I think you and I talked about this off air, that's three of my 25. Where you know th- That means that the rest of them have moved on, which over two full years of streaming, two and a half at this point, uh, that's not unreasonable. But it would be nice, and I, I don't know if that kind of breaks the rhythm here. People may very well disagree. I kind of like to be able to prune some of those other people so that, you know, if... What if my what if what if some others are very close to that and they're still in chat? I would like them to be able to show up with theirs. Yeah, it'd be nice to have like something set in where it's like, well, you know, this person has been in your stream for like a year and then like, you know, or like have it set so you can kind of so I agree with that. I'm never going to I'm I'm never going to have any of my founders in there because I was a variety caster mm-hmm. before ESO. Now I'm ESO slash variety. But a lot of those people, you know, they, they've gone their own ways and they've done their things. And so I'm never I'm not I'm only I'll probably only see that one. I'll only see that one founder badge. Yeah. So it would be nice to be able to try to prune something or give us a little bit of ways. But I understand that their algorithms are set up a certain, you know, things that could be a lot. But it, it would be really nice. It would. It would be more that thing of like giving the streamer more control over their content. Again, it's not to dis 
like uh, disenfranchise or like take away from the people that were old school founders. But yeah, what about what about old Bobby who doesn't even get on Twitch anymore? You know, he's been off of Twitch for two years now or something like that. Does he really deserve to keep that founder's badge when again, like Jill in chat, maybe she's my 26th or 7th uh, person and she's there every day and you know, she just subscribed a couple weeks later than old Bobby, who's done with it. Like, it'd be nice to reward her in lieu of the guy that now, that now doesn't use the platform. I just like the idea of being able to slide it. Uh, but I, I think overall, how do you feel about these badges, Nate? I'm, I'm a fan. I, I like them. Do you know what else I think would be neat? Hmm. As if it gave it to your longest subscribers instead of just the founders. Wait. Or, you know, the, you know, the top 25 longest subscribers in your channel oh. get the, uh, the founders badge the show hey i've been here the longest i have this little thing and that'd be pretty neat as well too now does that how, how would you reconcile that with the them just having like a, a really premier sub badge in chat you know uh it could it could you know since this one's first they could always kind of implement something else in like you know they they twitch 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 is twitchy they know what they're doing they, they could you know have like a look like or maybe just have like the first badge and then have like a very small group of like you know five or ten for the longest subs and then like so that way that you know instead of them having like the badges we implement because you know you you have like the the quarter badges and you have the year badge and then the you know goes a little further down the line if you have partnership status but you can it really would show that you know they've been there the ride or die i think it'd be really neat to do those as well too i think that would be interesting the badge system is is one that fascinates me it's something that a lot of people care a lot about you know uh, in in the elder scrolls directory we have a very specific one that was given out last summer. It's this little Ouroboros, little circular uh, logo for the game that we play. It was given out last summer when people bought the game through Twitch, when they would actually sell content like that. And the amount of people that still ask, like if you're walking around with one of those badges, you are seen as a freaking like idol in chat. I will always see like two or three questions like, where'd that badge come from? How do I get that? They're popular. People like them. So I think this is wise for them to do. Add this in. Really, you know, play up the people that were your original founders. And I could, you know, just seeing, I, I would need, I want to see more. I want to hear more about this new concept because I think I'd be about it, Nate. I think I would, I would definitely yeah, take I, that. I like the badge idea, like how the, the you know, I mean, because Firewatch had one as well when that game came out and was released. If you bought it through Twitch, you got a fire like a Firewatch like game badge or whatever. And I think it'd be super neat to have stuff like that. Just give enough customization without overkilling it type of thing. I think it would be really neat to like show off like, oh, look, I'm a, I'm an ESO player. That's my g main game. Or like, you know, like like the Overwatch one, a lot of people like re repping those because they're like, hey, look, I uh, I was part of there. I watched the, or paid to watch the whole um the Overwatch League in su summer 2019. Like I, I like I like the ability just giving enough um, because, you know, the, like, all we have now is what, like Twitch cons and stuff like that, but just giving yeah. a little extra to like so that way we can also identify with our viewers a lot different as well, too, where it's like, uh, you know, the viewer comes in and it's like, oh, you, you can now you're like, OK, well, I know this person. Like you like this person watches this game and this is like their style and you can kind of get like a more general like feel for the person that's coming in the chat. 
I mean, I, I like it. I'm all about it, man. I, I will take them. And I want to I wanna kind of talk about something we've not, I don't think we've discussed this on the show at all yet. Content creators out there, streamers, if you guys don't know, Twitch last, TwitchCon, so this was 2018, implemented uh, for the first time this VIP badge system, which I actually quite like, and I kind of would love to veer into the controversy of it in a second here. We talked about that off air. But what a VIP badge is, you may have seen them, they're the diamonds that appear next to people's name in chat. And they are accessible by going to your creator dashboard and going into the role section. At the role section, you can type in someone's name. You can make them a moderator or, in this case, a VIP. The VIP role comes with some privileges. I know, at least I think, I should say I don't know. I think it's like immunity to emote-only mode and like they don't have slow mode or something like that. They get like yeah, to buy no, They can them. speak in... Yeah, they can speak in like sub uh, sub only mode as well, too. Oh, OK. And those are kind of. Yeah, that's the one. It's it's a nice. OK, so before we get into the controversy, I, I will say I really like them because you can differentiate some people in your chat. Back to our game here, the Elder Scrolls community, the developers are very common in people's streams. And so I especially for the ones I don't talk to on a regular basis. I will give them VIP roles once I know it's them. I'll actually check with the company because there was this thing before where people would fake developer accounts and come through and they'd sometimes say some really vile stuff. So anytime it's a real one, I'll check with the company, then I'll VIP them. That way I know, hey, if so-and-so comes into chat, that is really them. And another nice thing, which this one goes in the controversy area, is I will VIP people that are extremely active in my chat. Like I'll usually wait a couple months but if I see that they're a real hustler in there, you know, they're making things awesome, I will give them a VIP badge. But this is kind of what I want to pass it to you, because you mentioned that some people don't like that. They feel it's a little exclusive on occasion. Yeah, I I give VIP pretty sparingly. I, I, I like to give it to people that are really active in chat. And don't get me wrong, I think it's great, especially at all VIP badges unlocked for what my level is. Mm -hmm. The only thing I see that there is a problem is when you have a wall of VIPs and mods into mm -hmm. your chat. It's it, it's very as an outsider or someone that's just coming into a broadcast. You feel like you are you're not welcome or excluded or it's like, like a very clicky group. So a lot of new new people coming into the, the community don't want to come in and just start a conversation and stuff because they feel like they're on the outside in. So you got to be really careful with it. So I, I do. I have been in some channels. There's actually a really large broadcaster. He mods every single person cool. like he has. But he has like one KVS mods everyone. And that's what it is. Um, and it, it's really weird how he does it so because he didn't want, you know, he, he has like a whole theory behind it, but that's a little separate from this. But I, it's one of those things where I, I, I feel unwelcome if I go into someone's community. It's just a wall of VIPs and mods. Like it's, it's hard for, it's hard for someone new to feel, feel free to come in and just start talking. I need you to audit my channel, man. How am I doing? I'm actually looking at my list right now. It looks like most of mine are other content creators so i have a lot of our fellow eso broadcasters uh vip'd uh let's see i have got mostly bots moderated but uh no it looks like for me at least i've got usually some kind of standard here there are some standout people in the community that are still vip just for who they are but for the most part it looks like i've got mine you know down to this really serious group Here's where I want to propose something, though, that I think would make the VIP system 
immensely useful and and it kind of it kind of gets into territory that swings near those channel points but i think that twitch should give us some algorithm control over who gets a vip badge so again like i mentioned briefly the vip badging system is very manual a streamer has to go in they have to type in the name of the user select the correct one from a list and then give them the vip badge very unfriendly in a bulk sense. And I'll just I'll just reveal all that I've got. Uh, ooh, how do I do it? Do I just, let me click this person's name. I've unlocked about 100 VIP badges at this point. And I use like 20 of them, I think. How the heck am I going to manage 100 of those badges? What I'd propose, Twitch, if you somehow are out there listening, give us an algorithm. At least I'm asking for this. Let people opt in or out. But an algorithm where... Twitch will manage who gets a VIP badge based on how active that person is in your chat. And what I mean by this is also, well, I should elaborate here. Give us some blacklisting tools because there's, we, Nate and I know people that are active but don't always deserve a badge. You know, you don't want to promote a bad actor in the channel. But I would love to see a system where we could have the badge rewarded on an activity basis. And if you stop being active in there for so long, your badge goes away. Uh, what do you think about that on just a surface level? I, I think it would be neat, especially if they do something where like, hey, um, such and such is up for a, a VIP because they spoke this many times in your channel. And then you can like, you know, just smash a button but like, hey, you know, Ooh. you you've been here. You've you've sent over 5000 messages or, you know, like give us control, like like manipulate it and be like, oh, well, you know, you sent over 5,000 messages, you've been here three months, you know, you're always here, have a VIP badge on us. And the, But, you know, if you they have it set up, so if, you know, in a month you haven't came in, it'll just go away, it's no hard feelings, just how the algorithm set up for our Twitch. And like, I would love to, I would, I would like something like that, but it, it, there's, like you said, there has to be some form of thing where we allow it because, yeah. There are some people that, you know, you don't want even they they come in and they're only there six days and they've sent like six thousand messages. But it's really like they're not the best type of community member. Yeah. So it'd be very interesting. I actually really um, like your addition there of the approval sort of thing. Let's, it's almost like, you know, get that sub notice, but it's on the streamer side. Like you want to award this badge. It'd also be fun if that kind of triggered some sort of. I mean, I mean, Twitch wants to do more of this stuff anyway, but it'd be cool. Yeah, you could trigger some like chat confetti if they wanted to go crazy with it or something silly like that, like some sort of on the screen, whatever. It would be very cool, very rewarding, especially because VIPs are, well, VIPs are a nice way to reward them when they can't afford to sub, especially. I would say a lot of my VIPs are subbed, but this again is something separate. And that's why I like the idea, you reiterated it, of of having a system manage it. When I take away a VIP badge, I do it and I will check their activity log. So I'll go through an audit. I'd say every like two or three months, I'll just glance at it and I'll go through and I'll be like, you know, I haven't seen so-and-so in a long time. So I will search them. I'll use their user card and chat for anyone. Again, I don't think we've talked about this. If you don't know, you can go to your Twitch page, go into your chat. You type forward slash user, like actually the word user space, then their Twitch name. And if you hit enter, it will come up with their card, allowing you to see a bunch of features. This can be done while you're offline or not, but you'll see when they were last in your chat and you'll have access to all that as if you had left clicked on their name when you're live and they're actually chatting. Really nice way. So what I'll do is I'll go through and look and be like, oh, well, Joe Schmo was not here in the last two months talking. 
That to me means they're probably not VIP status anymore unless they're like that integral to the stream in the past and I'm praying for them to come back. But most of the time I'll take it away at that point. It seems like it's fitting. I would like it even better if it were a system that's like, well, you weren't here for one month, you know, straight, so you lost your badge. Or let the streamers set it, you know? Maybe they're maybe someone's got a more lax community and they're thinking, well, if it's two or three months, that's fine. They can be long, you know, way that long. It would be nice because then it wouldn't even put the onus back on the streamer for why someone lost it. And it may encourage people to stay active in communities if they want to retain that badge. Yeah, because that's a huge thing. It's trying to the the whole process of us being as broadcasters is trying to figure out how to keep people there for a longer time. Because it, it's just natural for people to be like, well, you know, like I need to, you know, the, you know, life happens. They oh, yeah. they spend a certain amount of time with you, but it definitely is something where we we got to figure out how to keep our community engaged and keep our community coming back and our viewers coming back as much as possible but sometimes you know that, that that happens with a lot of broadcasters where you know they had a community at one point in time and then they lost it so it, it's one of those things that would be really nice to try to keep communities around and keep people you know having a goal to try to keep up with as well so agreed man that would be really really nice the next one here we have on the list we just want to talk about this briefly and i don't know how much detail you want to go into but mod badges we just talked about how you can kind of give it it's like the vip badges you go into the role thing or there's other controls through those user cards that you can mod someone for there. But did you want to talk about anything in particular, Nate? Yeah, it's almost the exact same thing as the VIP badge in my eyes. It's like if you have a wall of mods and a wall of VIP badges, it's it's going to make people not feel comfortable. That's why I don't do as many mods. I do have a few mods, but I try to I try to roll them back because if you have just so many of those swords or green cogwheels now, I think is what it is. I don't know what they I think they may have changed it. Really? Um yeah, well at least on my new um oh. updated uh what's it called? Control panel. It's I now a hmm. cog, a green cog and not a sword. Wow, so I don't know that, if yeah. that's it or if maybe it's just something weird on my end. I don't know. But yeah, so it's one of those things where it, it, it's one of the like you want people to kind of be themselves. You want them to feel like, you know, they can say stuff and like joke around and whatever else as long as they're, you know, they're towing the line. But if you have like a wall mod, sometimes people have to like it's it's like it's literally like wearing shorts and a T-shirt out, you know, out and everyone's wearing like suits and ties. You, you feel like you can't be yourself. You know, you feel like awkward and stuff. So it's one of those things where I wouldn't um, I wouldn't mod a boatload of people. I'd only mod a few trusted people that are there the whole time. Um, that's just my opinion. But it's one of those things where it comes back. You want you want new people that are coming in because you want to be making more friends than you're losing on Twitch. <laughs> you want these new people to be coming in and you want to feel more welcome. And that's why, like, I try to steer away from it every once in a while, though, like a chat will go dead out of nowhere there'll still be a hundred people in chat but chat's real slow and then you have those people that are the vips and the mods because they're talking because they're, they're they're the courier community to get these new people in and talking and doing stuff but then it's like a wall of mods and a wall of swords and then it's harder for those new people to go in so it, it can be it can be challenging that's why i think less is more and then also people don't feel left out when they're like sitting there and like well you know like this person has a vip and i don't or that you know i like i'm in here every day but this person has you know you want to try to you want to try to make everyone feel included yeah that uh that i mean that really ties back into it i i i was thinking about that while i was explaining the vip thing i was like wonder how many people over the year or well the, the year I may have excluded on accident handing out VIP badges to people that, in my opinion, really deserved it. 
but also, you know, how many people may have missed out feeling like they did. It's, mm, it's, it's really tricky. Like I don't, uh, again, I think an automated system would save it. Yeah. And that's, what's good. And this is, this is why me and Kyle have a lot of conversations off broadcast because like, I love to put my feet in other people's shoes. So when I'm doing my broadcast, I'm like, okay, what is it going to look like when, uh, if I was a new viewer coming into my broadcast, and I'm, this is my brain, like most of the time, that's like the, one of the things that runs on. It's like, what would I feel like if I came into this broadcast right now? Like I, I judge my energy. I look at my stream and I'm like, okay, am I energetic? Am I good? Am I happy? Like would someone come in and have like a good first impression? And I look at like the chat. Is this good? Sometimes my chat does go kind of crazy and I try to pull it back. So that's why with this whole mod and this diamond stuff, I, I put myself in the shoes of someone coming in and watching. So I'm glad I'm glad that you you thought about that as well, too. Yeah, I, I it's something I've actually even thought of when doing it. I was like, man, I'm picking these two people because I feel like they deserve it. But I, I was cautious of like how other people are at the time. And again, for a warning for everyone out there, this is one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given on Twitch. Once you give something like this, taking it back will probably destroy that relationship for you. You should assume it will. If you take away someone's moderator sword, there's a lot of times they will never come back to your channel. You have like destroyed the friendship at that point. I've done that. I've definitely had it destroy one or two. Very fitting though. The guy hadn't been there in months. You know, I hate to say it. Love the guy, but like he wasn't there and it wasn't personal. It was just like, don't want to have all these empty mod slots, right? Or I should say, I don't want to have a bunch of mods that aren't modding. Maybe it's a better way to put it. But the same thing, I I had to to unmod some people because they were temporary mods, and I always worry those ones worked out well. So temporary modding people, as long as they know they will not be keeping it, is is a different thing for a different day. But got to be very careful about, you know, taking away the goodies after you've given it out. That sounds like yeah, something it, 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 it's it's super huge. But actually, what's really good little segue yeah. into this next one for thinking about people that are first coming into your stream is this new ad stuff they're rolling out. I am excited about this. Shall I shall I take the lead on this one? And yeah, you it take out? the lead. I'll read it. OK, so this is coming from a Twitch article on the help.twitch.tv uh, page. This says, we heard you on the pre-roll ads, and that's why we're adding the ability for streamers to disable pre-roll ads by running regular ad breaks. When you run a 60-second or longer ad break, pre-roll ads will be disabled for the next 20 minutes. When you run a 30-second ad break, pre-roll ads will be disabled for the next 10 minutes. So let's recap that. When you choose to run ads that last a minute or longer, people coming into your stream without a sub will not see a uh, an ad before they see you for the next 20 minutes. And if you add if you do a 30 second ad break, they won't see pre-roll ads for the next 10 minutes. And this had me thinking this was better than than it is. I'm a little cautious about this. How do you feel? No, the exact same because they didn't really they didn't really specify like what um how long the ads would be or how long of an ad you had to write like run and i thought it was going to be a lot lengthier was what i was thinking and it when i actually saw how long the ad is versus how like how long it's going to be disabled isn't very pleasant in my eyes i think they should definitely 
Like if it's if it's a 60 seconds, I think it minimum of 30 minutes easily, but or even longer. But yeah, it, it I I was very, very shocked by it. I was like, oh my, like I don't I don't know. Like I'm trying I'm trying to think of like really good ways that we could do this to like make it worth it, but I don't really know anything. I feel like you're I feel like I feel like it's a bad concept. Sorry, I'm going to say it. I feel like it's if I think the numbers are ill adjusted right now. If a streamer like you has to min max this, if you have to take time out of streaming to figure out how to best implement this system, that is not an effective use of your time as a streamer to figure out when you can best implement this thing. Twitch, I'll be I'll just say it. 60 seconds like we're running a, a minute ad break every 20 minutes. That's that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot of ads. I I used to run a 60-second... I had a bot do this. Moobot can do this for anyone out there. It used to run a 60-second ad break every hour. So every full hour, a minute worth of ads would roll. And I did hear some complaints here and there. But overall, I think a lot of people were fine with it. And it's it's one of those things where it's like balancing. I mean, it is a job for us. It's a, it's a passion thing, but it's a job. And for people to watch a little bit of ads isn't bad. I mean, especially, you know, it's a, it's kind of a free way to kick back to the stream if you're not subscribed. If you're subscribed, you don't see these anyway. But I just think these numbers are so ill-adjusted. One minute of an ad break every 20 minutes to keep new people coming in ad-free. Do you know what's crazy about this whole thing? When you were speaking, I just remembered. Mm -hmm. I was watching a, a little bit larger streamer. Well... They had um, they had like, I think, like 700, 800 people on their mm -hmm. channel and um, they were doing it every 20 minutes. Now I think about it because I wasn't subscribed. This is the first time I ever checking the channel and it played two 15 uh, second ads for me. And I just realized why. It, but it was it was breaking up the content so much that I was kind of just like I actually left. I was like, well, I don't want to watch oh. this after the second time the ads rolled. I was like, this is just this is kind of ridiculous, you know, but I kind of see because I didn't have a role ad when I clicked this person's broadcast and hopped right into it. So I see where they're doing. And it was like every 20 minutes they're running 30 seconds worth of ads. And I now it makes sense why they're doing it because they wanted to get people in. But at the same time, after my 20 minutes was up and then an ad hit, I was like, ah, you know, and then it was I was like, OK, well, it's only that. And then I watched for another 20 minutes and then, bam, I got hit real hard with it. And then it, another thing that's crazy is if the person comes, say, like a person comes into your channel to watch you and they've only been there five minutes bam get hit with like a 15 minute ad that could that could just deter someone to the point where they're like well i don't want to watch this anymore and, you know because that's the whole thing is you're trying to hook your audience and bring them into your channel right away so it could it could be it's such i don't like it i don't like it either i say no the concept is fantastic the execution very poor Maybe Twitch, what they need to do is figure out. I, I, I think that the onus is not on the streamer here to min-max this. Like I said, I think it's a very poor implementation if you have to spend the time thinking of what's best. I think what more what Twitch should do is, this seems very obvious to me, but I it's probably just a money issue that they want your cash grabby grabby. It should be like, hey, for the first hour a person has come to your stream, every time they come to your stream, they don't get ads in that first hour. After that, they'll be served ads on a regular basis. And feel free to change this number accordingly. You know, maybe an hour is too long. 
But I think that when people come to your stream, there should be a blackout window of when they do not get ads. And I'm not just suggesting this is like the very first time they've ever seen you. I mean, this is the first time they came into your stream, that 24-hour cycle, that they don't get ads for that. I, I think it would do a lot better in the hooking sort of thing. Again, we are, I think as a platform, it, I think it makes it harder for streamers to grow when people are more hesitant to explore because there's these ads. Yeah, like because I, like, I think the average person spends two minutes in your broadcast before deciding if they want to stay or not. And I think it would be really interesting for them to just 15, you know, 15 minutes is what you get. Then after 15 minutes, you get the pre-roll ad, but then you can stay in. I think that would be awesome. I think it would be a good little thing to kind of throw in 15, 30, whatever it is. Yeah. But like have a little hook to it where it's like, oh, you know, or explore for five minutes or whatever, and then get hit with an ad. So it's easier for people to click. The only thing is, is that if you think about it, Twitch is making a pretty huge because I yeah. do we get money for pre-roll ads because I don't think we yes, do. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. It says that they uh, it, it funds the streamer. I wonder because I was looking at my stats um, and I only got like something like five dollars from ads. But the one of the days I was streaming, I didn't get any ad revenue unless I actually clicked the button to run an ad. Huh. I mean, it says it does. Leave it to Twitch to do a little oopsies. I'm going to give it to you guys and call it an oopsies. But uh, last year they had an oopsies where they weren't paying people out for other things, too. They said they were. So, like I said, we'll be nice to Twitch and call it an oopsies and say it was an accounting error. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past them that they weren't paying you out for it, but they're supposed to. It does say the ad you're watching is supporting Gnarly Nate or Kyle Dempster Studios or something like that. I, 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 I think that Again, it, like you said, it's making them a really healthy amount of money. But just like we were talking about with the game we play, sometimes these companies get too greedy and that really hurts the longevity of the process that they're working on. And I, I do think that's something that Twitch needs to worry about too is let's say so-and-so is exploring because their their favorite streamer is offline or you know maybe it doesn't stream as much these days. They're trying to find a new home, but every time they pop into a streamer stream, they're barraged with videos or of ads. I'm sorry, not videos, but of ads makes it harder for them to explore. And and that might actually lose you some people, Twitch. Like some people may walk away after that. Again, especially if they're in a situation where their favorite streamer is no longer there as much, making them explore to begin with. Yeah, I, I think it would be it, that. And that's a huge thing. If you have like the five, 15 minute the window of where they can go in and they're like, Oh, I'm comfortable with this, you know? Cause that's a huge thing. It's like, uh, I think, I think we should have varied because this is just an average. Some people spend longer, some people don't mm -hmm. and just have that ability. And, and that's, that's a massive thing because some of those pre-roll ads are ridiculous. That, that world of Warcraft one, we come for vanilla dude. That ad would run for like two minutes and 30 seconds. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to go back to one of the channels I'm subscribed to because I don't feel like waiting this whole time when I'm out there trying to network and explore and find other amazing broadcasters. I'd much rather just like pull back and just watch my own content and stuff. And it, it, it hurts the discoverability for it. And discoverability is huge. Yeah, you are so right. And, you know, because of all this, I've actually turned down. I was going to I was going to try. <laughs> I was going to try to which you almost had me. I was going to try running a 60 second ad every 30 minutes, which is like the closest I would feel comfortable with for this, you know, securing 20 minutes of ad free time. But like you said, if it's if it's losing you, 
from your own firsthand experience of yourself. <laughs> if it's losing you being interested in someone's content, because it feels like it's too choppy, then I definitely don't want to do that. So I move mine back to 60 second ad every 60 minutes. I think it's smart error or even just running an ad. Like if you like, I know I get up to use, I'm, I'm an old man. I'm like 31 now. Uh, I got to use the bathroom a lot. So I literally I'll run an ad. I'll be like, all right, 60 seconds. Well, and I, I'm glad it is low enough. I wish they had like different tiers. I run like two minute ad. It's an hour or something along those. But, um, you know, when I use the bathroom, I usually pop that one minute ad. I'm like, all right, guys, listen, I'm just going to use the bathroom. But I have noticed I do have a decline in it. Like I, I maybe drop like three, four people, but and it's not astronomical. But if you're a, like, you know, and this is for a lot of you guys listening that are, are newer, um, you know, if you lose three or four people and you only have seven people in a chat, yikes, that is a very, very uh, a sketchy little thing that happens. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, use it wisely. Maybe use it during the bathroom break. Oh, listen, guys, I'm just going to go use the bathroom. Wait about 15 seconds before getting up and actually rolling the ad so people with different um, internet speeds can actually hear what's happening and then go use the bathroom or whatever. Or, you know, maybe like make something in your like in your bot where you do like a, a weird little roulette thing or something. I don't know. Try, Ooh, just try yeah. to try to learn how to keep people active during that 60 seconds go do it. And the next thing you know, now you have a whole 30 minutes of people that are 20 minutes of people that can come in and actually, you know, with ad free viewing and then, you know, use the bathroom. There's no downtime or anything along those. So, uh, you know, do it, explore, try to figure out what could work best for you. Um, it, it like see how much revenue you're pulling from running these ads. I'm running the new st- dashboard. One thing they didn't add in this dashboard is the length of time and how much money you get via that. It's the old oh. dashboard runs it. The new one doesn't even have that feature. And I was exploring the old one. I was like, oh, wait, there's the ad thing. So see how much money you're making through it. See if it's worth it. If it's not worth it, test out things because that's the whole thing. It's like as a broadcaster, you should always be testing and seeing what works and what doesn't work. So with this ad stuff for you, maybe, you know, you start the broadcast, pop a 60, like start up your broadcast, pop a 60 second ad, try to get people right in there and do it. Because if you do it, start hit the 60 seconds. It's going to take people a second to pull in anyway. So you get 20 minutes of ad free from people rolling in and then see if that helps, you know, you know, to test the waters. I believe I believe in the listeners out there. I think you're very right. You're actually I'm, I'm, I'm tweaking with something right now to like see if I could make something. You could do this in your stream deck, by the way, anyone out there that has a stream deck. So I'm going to share what I'm making right now. I have a command in chat. It's it's a it's a funny play on the like uh boss makes a dollar i make a dime so that's why i get to pee on your time or something. my my chat says something like that it's a bot command they made and so i'm trying a system where if i press the ad button to take an ad break it will play that actually twice over like the duration of the thing and like you said i'm actually curious about tying in some kind of like a a bot, a bot style roulette game that might trigger every time that happens. That would be very fun. I do think I have like a betting thing already enabled. So I like this. Look at you coming up with great ideas. 
Yeah, that was right on the spot. So uh, don't tell anyone, viewers out there, listeners. This is between us. Steal the idea. (laughs) I mean, I just did. I yoinked that, and it's now in my stream deck. The question is, will I remember to press it tomorrow? I bet if I I place it in this ad spot that I'm used to pressing, I bet that will make me press the button. So if anyone wants an episode on stream decks in the future, I would love to talk about those because those are a handy, handy tool. That's necessary. It's one of the things that I was willing to pay the price tag for and be happy with it. I have two of them now, and I honestly want so many more. You can implement them into games, but that's enough. We, we don't have time for this, Nate. We're halfway through. Oh, we got to talk oh. about so much stuff. This <laughs> next one's interesting, actually. This is, uh, I just titled it, Twitch Hunting Down Views. And this is kind of, actually, you and I found this out in a very weird way. It started cropping up gossip-like in the community Basically, people are saying that Twitch is coming for the lurkers. They're going to destroy them and discount their views so they don't help you grow. And we couldn't find any hard evidence on it until Twitch actually chose to tweet about it. I think it was just today. Basically, they said, we, this is their qu- the quote from their tweet. We recently made changes to help us better detect and remove artificial views from view counts such as third-party sites. Lurkers, don't worry, we see you. We will still include viewers who are watching but may not be chatting. Have the stream open on another, uh, I'm sorry, have the stream or browser tab muted or maybe watching a handful of streamers at one time. This is under the Twitch support one. So um, this is kind of weird. What do you think? Yeah, it's a it's a very broad answer. And also, I think it's because maybe they actually were um, because I saw an email that was sent to someone mm-hmm. and it was talking about third-party sites and lurkers not counting and that that's the email that stemmed this whole thing and like everyone went crazy and us being running a uh, like a podcast like this where we really are trying to get to the bottom to give our listeners like the biggest help we can do like we have your interest and everything i we both went out exploring and i was like and i was asking a plethora of people like well where's where's the hard evidence everyone's like well it's hearsay and that that's the because the internet can all be hearsay and it can be completely wrong. It's just gossip. So I am kind of wondering if they, they are kind of trying to have a response to it. And um, and even I have a Twitch staff member that comes into my channel who's an accountant says that a lot of this is considered stealing from Twitch. And I think it's mostly due to ad revenue or something along those. So Twitch is really trying to like lock down on what he was kind of telling me. But it's very interesting because they they, you know, like they used to have it. If you mute the tab, if you mute the stream or the browser tab, it doesn't count as a view. And it's interesting that they're they're doing it now where they're leaving, you know, the tab open. And it's like, but I would like to have a little bit more hard, concrete evidence when it says watching a handful of streamers at once. What's a handful? Is it six? Is it two? Is it three? Like. I would like to kind of know, but I also understand why they didn't actually tell us just for the whole sake of trying to keep everything where it needs to be and under wraps. But it is it is very interesting. I want to see what happens with people that embed their websites. I want to see. I, I mean, every time I run a giveaway, usually, especially once we did that, t- I put Tiltify and people were know that we're doing that. I had a like a weird Russian website and I had like 20 percent of my views come from there like they're trying to maybe peep in on the giveaways or something i really don't know so it's good it's it's very interesting i I would like to know more um to kind of have better information to tell you guys easy answer the russians are coming for you uh it is weird though it is very strange i don't really understand 
I mean, Twitch has done this stuff before. Actually, do you remember like a year, mm -hmm. year, year and a half I do. ago? I do remember a year and a half. I, it, was, it was about a year. It was No, I was still in Arizona and it wasn't full time. So it was a little over a year ago. But I do remember this uh, stemming up some controversy a little bit. Yeah, it was very weird. It was very similar. It was like, oh, now, well, you know, it makes people panic because that it, it shows them as a way as well at the top of the screen, like in the top right. They, she's, you know, they get the, the the orange box there and it says that they're not viewing the stream. And then some people are worried they're not supporting their favorite streamers. And ah, uh, I don't know. It's it's so hard to decide what I think is right about like what what level of disclosure twitch needs to do on this sort of thing and it's a really mixed bag too because some of the information is probably not stuff they can easily share one of the larger things this goes into is the embedding system for those that don't know um this is a system i do not personally promote but if you embed well that's a mixed bag i do promote it in the sense that i have my stream embedded on my website i think that's very normal but there's also a large thing going on in the community, and it's something Twitch needs to address. I don't think it's the the streamer's fault. But we have some large streamers that we know that do not have an organic audience. Like, they're not people wandering into the stream, but instead they're people that have a large audience because they have a website that is successful. And therefore, them embedding their, their player onto the side of the website nets them thousands of views in particular there's one in our directory really no offense to the person because they're not doing anything wrong like i don't want that to sound like i'm bullying them they're not doing anything wrong it's just something i think twitch needs to get under control their chat barely moves they don't really generate bits or anything like that like it's a very what i would call like they're, they're kind of streaming to nobody but they'll often come in with like fifteen thousand views which is a hell of a lot of views that is a lot and if an organic chat had like fifteen thousand people in it you would expect it to be flying there would be bits and subs and like that's just typical so very odd i don't the thing that i find distasteful about it is that it undercuts the work of hard streamers and also it would almost be like if youtube let someone become famous on vimeo and somehow like their content over there even though they're not uploading videos to YouTube, it somehow promoted... It would be like this weird thing that they would never do. So I don't know why Twitch allows that kind of strange cross-promotion. And I think someday yeah. it's going to get them in trouble. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm worried about it too because I had a broadcaster that was streaming outward. And what happened is is he, he would get, you know, people in outward on like one of the wikis seeing what uh you know like like guides to it and it artificially inflated their numbers and they got they thought they're gonna get partnered this is their thing this is where everything was going on and every time they switch games they go back down like 20 views so it, it's one of those things where it could even if you're unknowingly being embedded and your viewership is inflating it could just be crushing to someone and on top of it the way that we work even though twitch is implementing in so many different little things the make it so you know it's easier to be discovered is still is to the point where the larger your viewer account your viewer account is the more chance of someone coming in and like actually watching your broadcast so it 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 takes like the hard work and dedication away from us and makes it look like oh well this person is you know, like it's it's cheating for the most part. It really is. I'm, I'm I was, there. I said it. He's it's gonna cheating. call it out, and I'm not gonna disagree <laughs> with you at all. I, 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 I it's like I. I, I I agree on a very emotional level. I agree. I think it is cheating. And that's me coming out and being salty, Sam, for a second. But like, 
At the same time, I can't totally discount people for doing it because they're staying competitive. And if I had a really strong website, maybe I would do it too. And again, I've put it on my website. So I don't feel like I, I don't think it's wrong to embed your stream on your website. For anyone out there, it's like, should I? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a tool that Twitch gives you. You should embed on your website. Should, in my opinion, Twitch give you the full viewership count for people watching it on your website, though? My answer to that is a strong no. If they choose to click through your website and watch it, yes. But if they're just over there and it's playing in the side corner of your site, that's where it's pretty detestable, especially. And this is where a good friend of mine proposed that Twitch will actually get sued over at some point is that the the ads that we just talked about, they are playing and paying for a full screen ad where Twitch is only yielding maybe, like, what? Not, not Definitely not a quarter, maybe like an eighth or a tenth of the screen if it's playing on the side of a wiki page, and that when advertisers get smart to that, they will probably go after Twitch for it. So we may have our own adpocalypse coming someday, but that's not honestly a concern for now. It's just the thing that Twitch is going to have to tidy up, I think. Oh, absolutely. And that that's where, like... It, it's good. That's the thing is that uh, we have friends at Twitch. We have a lot of Twitch staff that comes in. I have a lot of Twitch staff that comes in. And then when he was told me it was stealing and then he was like, I can't actually go into more details about this. But I think it is what it is, is, you know, they pay for allotment of ads or they have like an agreement and, you know, they're sending out all these ads. And over time, it's like, you know, like the way that the media space plays like nowadays, it's like how many views like when I go for a sponsorship or anything, like how many views are you averaging a month? Okay, well, you know, I'm averaging 30,000, 40,000 views a month. And that's where they gauge how much money they want to give to you. And that's where a lot of these ads are, too. It's like, well, how many is playing? Like, how much am, are we going to pay you to use this? And, like, that's where there, there's a lot of stealing weird things. So I'm, I'm glad they're breaking down on it. I'm very interested to see how it, uh, how it affects the broadcasters we know that have the embeddings as mm -hmm. well, too. And I also think it's to combat these people that are trying to cheat their way to success as well, too. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the happy moral of the story is if you're out there doing this right now, it's not like a hard feeling. You know, I'm not I'm not angry at those people. There was a phase where I was pretty unhappy about it, but it does come down to the system where it's just to make Twitch fair again. Having an outside audience, if they are truly your fans, they will follow you anywhere you shouldn't need to subvert them you know or undermine their intentions to get that viewership it should if it truly is organic and real they will come over naturally and you're never going to have a 100 audience conversion you know you can't go not 100 percent of your youtube audience is going to go to twitch and vice versa and everything in between but that's just the nature of the beast, and that's how everyone that plays fair has it. And it's not to say you shouldn't use competitive advantages when they come your way, but I think it's Twitch's job to level that playing field so they have more organic streamers coming to the top. Because even in Twitch's best interest, and to our listeners out there, you know, you might be the very next ninja or whoever, you know, whatever your favorite popular streamer is, and you might be being held down, um, or Twitch may be letting people be held down by having these embedded views, which are fake and absorbing other stuff. So, Twitch, clean house. It's time. That's all I have mm -hmm. to say there. Ooh, that's a segue. Uh, Ooh. Speaking of cleaning, I think this will be our last news one for this week. Speaking of cleaning house, this morning one of my community managers sent me a great Verge, the Verge article. Uh, it's called 
is it okay? Twitch CEO Emmett Shear. Is that how you say it? Shear, yeah. On yeah. how com- uh, moderation creates communities. So Twitch CEO Emmett Shear on how moderation creates communities. And this article, when you read it, is all about Twitch's views on moderation, how they've seen that grow in other platforms. I like this because they're they're pegging themselves as industry leaders here. And again, other companies should take advantage of this. Uh, basically going through and saying Reddit was a free-for-all that doesn't always work. The lack of moderation actually does not necessarily promote free speech. It promotes bullying and that, you know, a good moderation team can promote freer speech that people feel like their opinions won't be slandered so easily. So in this article, on top of, you know, pumping up streamers to feel like they should moderate their chats, they do go on to say that they will be giving better notice to streamers who have violated some sort of TOS policy. Specifically, they will be sending out clips of the violation. So they will not be just saying, hey, Nate, you've you violated the TOS in one of your 12-hour blo- broadcasts in the past like week or whatever it says. I think they narrow it down to the day, but I'm not convinced. Uh, now it will actually be like, hey, here's a link to your video. This is exactly where you screwed up. Here's how, you know, you can course correct by not doing that again. Because in the article, they also state that many times that people break the rules, they did not know that it was a rule, quoting like the Democratic debate being DMCA takedown noticed. So, whoo. Yeah, and I, I like that they're doing it because I, I like I've never personally been banned, but I have members of or friends, of other broadcasters that have been unwrongfully banned. Like uh, they have been just been banned for no reason and they can't figure out why. And now it's going to send you a clip and they have like an actual dedicated team. and They're hiring more people in because I this is one thing they covered at TwitchCon is they're going to try to they're they're going to they're going to they're not just going to look at the clip because everything can be manipulated in those type of ways. That's how reality TVs came to. So what they're going to do is they're actually going to they're going to have a team. They're going to have people it's going to pass around before they decide to ban people. So they're going to try to see things, but they're also trying to act more quickly. Um, as a lot of you guys know, there was an incident on um, where someone live streamed something and they went out and hurt people. Um, so what they did was now they're trying to act faster. They're trying to uh, execute better. They're, they're, they're trying to really get it down. So I'm glad they're sending clips of the violation and they're also letting you defend yourself. So because you could just sit there and you could be like, maybe I got banned because I played a song that was, you know, not allowed to be played or you know, they did. They used to not be very clear and transparent on why they banned you. Now they could just be like, this is the clip. This is what happened. The, like you know and then they're also sending i guess they're sending the people that reported something back as well too about oh i didn't, I, I didn't hear too much about they didn't go too into grave detail about it but they have something where like they they get some like some response back as well like you know thank you we don't believe this was a bannable offense you said reasons and huh. then you know if it does happen i don't think they hear back i can't remember how they did it but they they have something in there for the people that do it but i don't think they want to glorify that as much because if you know because people will be out there but i took down this person and i went over here and i took down this person but i think i think they have something set up for it because i it's going to be interesting i like it um because there is a couple clips of a couple of the broadcasters and you swear they said something that was bad and then when they broke it down and they did a whole bunch of things, it wasn't bad at all. It was like, you know, something something sounded like something or 
you know, little things like that. And th- there's still these big, there's still an injustice to a lot of it, you know, like where like a lot of bigger broadcasters seem that they aren't getting, um, you know, they're not getting punished because they make Twitch a lot of money and stuff like that. So th- there is, they're, they're trying to balance it out and make it fair. And a lot of people can still be upset about it, but they are, they're moving into the right path to try to do what they need to do. And they're going for it. So I'm hoping that this whole him trying to be more, more transparent and clear with it and working on the moderation teams and everything else is going to be a good push forward. Yeah. Twitch's Twitch's customer support has been truly abysmal. Like I can't, I like, I really like streaming on Twitch, but I cannot cut them slack there. They have probably been one of the least customer friendly companies that I've dealt with in the last like 10 years. And I don't say that lightly. Like they, I mentioned a case last summer where they, owed streamers money from those video game sales actually is what it was uh our dashboards would reflect no money in there after people would spend hundreds of dollars buying through people and man as an affiliate i reached out many a times or i should say i I uh, persevered through a very long process in in trying to figure out where my money was even not even just you know some sort of like clip but like an actual accounting issue they twitch sent me to amazon who sent me to their affiliate team over there that manages like the amazon affiliate stuff they said we have no jurisdiction over this i have no idea why twitch would have sent you here they sent me back to twitch he sent me back to amazon affiliates they need to straighten out their their process of how they communicate with people all around and this is a good first step i think i am i'm pretty happy with this they really need to have that team like you said they're hiring more they need more people, especially if they want this to take off, especially if they have people resting their livelihoods like we do, having their full-time job dealing, you know, working on this platform. We really need to have a dedicated contact that can get back to us in under 24 hours. It's kind of ridiculous that they don't have that. And when you do, and I think it can take up to a week, I think, to get a response with Twitch, it's very often just a copy-paste email. Like very common to get just a pure slated, like. I copied this out of Microsoft Word or something. It's real bad. And again, it's even worse when you consider that people are, are losing their livelihoods on it because that's a lot of the drama that's come out recently. So-and-so streamer got banned because she was provocatively dressed on stream. And and I've seen some of the clips and they're not. They're not provocatively dressed. I mean, sometimes you'll see something crazy, but like rarely. And I, I don't know. It just feels bad all, overall. So I hope, hope and pray that this is them going in the right direction. I, I think I think it is because they're, they're talking about they're talking about a lot of it. And they're like, well, you know, because they're, they're right now we're like, if you guys listen last week's episode, we're now down to three point eight million broadcasters on this platform. That's still three point eight million people. They got to like kind of monitor and stuff. So they're really trying to beef it up and make it a lot better. So they're doing their best. And Twitch is 24 hours. It never stops. Like mm-hmm. it never. There's always someone broadcasting. There's always people watching. There's always people doing stuff. So then what they're trying to do is they're trying to make more teams, as many as possible, make it happen, review stuff, not just one person like checking it. They're trying to go through a process of teams is what they were saying at TwitchCon. So they're they're really trying to make stuff. So it is the right direction. Um, it is it is very hard still because the there's certain situations, especially when stuff's clipped out of context oh, yeah. and they try, people try to convert it against you. There's even, there's even this like 
newsire this like this like drama post type thing where they write articles and like try to persuade it makes someone look bad and they did it against shroud and like it's like it could completely like ruin someone's thing but when you watch the video versus watching the clip it's not bad and they just clipped it out of context so um i'm glad they're moving in this direction i i think that i think they're starting to see the things they're still a small like a like a like a newer company and everyone's like well twitch has been around forever but if you think about it like it really hasn't been around that long so there are still growing pains they're trying to get everything sorted out and trying to move it and i'm glad that they're they're taking a lot more actions it it, like i know that they're really quiet for a little while and then they kind of hit us with everything but um i i think it's a good thing that they're doing i like where they're going with this they are pioneering new space and i will also give them their competition let's say youtube's competition they are not they are equally as as dark on their topics. You know, people will say contacting YouTube is like a black hole. You know, it goes in and nothing comes out. So I will say Twitch is probably better than dealing with YouTube, I think, just anecdotally. That's my opinion. But uh, yeah, they're, they're pioneering a new space. Monitoring live streaming all this time is not something that many other companies have to do in this type of degree. But I do think if they want to keep earning money moderating their community is going to be very important. And I I don't think it's a terrible idea. Um, For right now, like, for example, I don't have a partner manager, even though I'm a partner. It's very weird that uh, they don't have enough staff for that. But that goes back into the idea that they're hiring. I I think Twitch should get it to the point that their partner managers can actually check in on the people that they are managing. Otherwise, the name's a little little lackluster or ill-fitting. So... Oh, that, that's one thing um, one of the staff members that uh, comes into my community were saying is that um, Twitch or Amazon was putting their hands too far into the business. Mm-hmm. And now what they're doing is the Amazon's just giving money and letting Twitch do what they need to do instead of it being like two companies trying to run the same thing. Now it's Twitch is just funded by Amazon and Twitch has the reins now is what he was telling me. That's very good. That's what I need to hear because that will at least, you know, that gives us a better chance to fairly uh, review what Twitch is capable of because I I do think it's a lot and I hear nothing but good stories of the old days. But honestly, since I've been streaming on there, I think I started streaming in the fallout of the old days, like when things started to start crumbling at the seams with Amazon taking too, too many hands in the cookie jar sort of approach. So very excited for this overall. I'm looking forward to it. And that'll Me too. do it for news for this week. So, Nate, why don't you tell people where they can find you all across the Internet? Oh, absolutely. And I just want to also take a second out to uh, thank everyone that has actually reached out, contacted me and have had conversations. Feel free to reach out to me or Kyle um, anytime you would like to. You can find me under uh, on Instagram and Twitter at gnarly uh, underscore Nate TTV. I also you can uh, you can find me streaming on Twitch mostly five to six days a week at uh, twitch.tv forward slash gnarly underscore Nate. And also I have a website if you have any information about or if you need to contact or need anything that we talked here or trying to figure out how to reach out to me. It's gnarlynate.com. And uh, yeah, that's all I got there. Excellent. I love it. Yeah, please do reach out. We love it. I've had some conversations with people and it is fantastic. I had actually some a really good one the other day. Someone came by chat and they were just talking for hours about different. It was very I love that conversation. If you're out there listening, you know who you are. 
our conversation revolved around uh, just opinions on the gaming industry, the streaming industry. It was just it's just really fun to have those conversations with people that that think along the same lines that we do. Because Nate and I and what we discuss on the show is very theoretical, very analytical sort of stuff. We like to say it's the human element meets the analytical element because that's what streaming is. It's a bunch of philosophy and psychology and you know all this stuff just mashes into one place where your reactions are real time and your opinions and everything. It's just, it's wonderful. That's why we do it because we love it and we're passionate. So please do come by and chat with us. I'm over at twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I was streaming at 4 p.m. Eastern time, but I think I'm going to move that back two hours earlier. We talked about keeping things fresh uh, in one of our previous episodes, and I'm going to do that. I was streaming earlier. I moved it later. We're going back to early. So I think I'm going to pick up at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and if you want to do that, like I said, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios. There is the email, path to, uh, path to partner at gmail.com. I don't know why I brain farted like midway through. And that is the full spelling out. So path to partner at gmail.com. Uh, I'm over at twitter.com forward slash Kyle Dempster STU. We've also got the Twitter for the show set up. That one is spelled differently. That is path to the number partner at g uh, no not at gmail.com my brain nate my brain that oh is, we're gonna have to swallow we're gonna have to uh, give him a nappy poo oh, i need a nappy this. poo that is path the number two partner over on twitter so go check that one out we're gonna start posting we, we try and like repost twitter news and or twitch news seriously my brain is dead so if you want to follow that one path the number two partner over on twitter uh i mentioned the the email and that's gonna do it for me kyle Dempster studios Dot com is another place you can find it. I'm out to let my brain rest before it jumbles and like catches fire. I don't, I don't want that. I need that. So. Oh, yeah. All right. It was absolutely a pleasure uh, doing this podcast with you. And we'll see you guys next week. Indeed. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.